Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. That might be it, folks. All we got this week. <laughs> nothing happened. Nothing coming up. Nothing of interest. That's all. No. Actually, we're getting ready for Easter in our own strange yeah. ways Easter's this year. coming upon us. Oh. I'm trying to homeschool. It is. It's trying to week. homeschool. I can't say that I'm a real success at it. I'm. I'm trying to be a teacher from afar. I'm not really homeschooling. I'm trying to facilitate my children doing all their schoolwork at home, which is very different. But it's, you know, I think it's a, it's, no, I don't want to go saying that I want this to continue indefinitely at all. But I'm, I'm actually, I know, I'm actually kind of enjoying this weird moment because I've got all my kids at home. Well, not all of them. But for most of the day, I have four of my five at home. We have seen Knox a lot more just because, yeah. you know, he's, well, we're all confined to quarters. But it's funny because everybody is working like crazy. Like, they're all doing all of their classes. Right, and yeah. So they're all around the house, but they're real quiet and intent. Which is a very different vibe than most of the time when everybody's around, you know? Like You feel like you have all your kids taking a reading rest. Yes! I yes. I actually had multiple children blow holes in multiple pairs of socks last week alone because of the sliding up and down the hall championships that were I taking love that. place. I love it. It went on for... I, I realized that it was... Um, and I was like, you know, I have a really high tolerance for noise and shenanigans because mm-hmm. that was happening all week. Surprisingly, this Monday, I fizzled for a little while. <laughs> that is why we're so hot. Oh, there is, we go. I was there like, where go. is this blasting heat <laughs> coming from? The rear temperature. The rear temp was set to was roast. High. <laughs> um, it's coming from behind us. So the, Monday was the day that I like was really blindsided by the just difference of the schedule because I Mm. actually am really fine with all the noise at home in the background it's like fine but I came home Monday under this illusion that I was hitting my week (laughs) like (laughs) we went and got all the we do dropped off this you know the done schoolwork and picked up the next schoolwork and came home and it was like somewhere in my mind I was like now I'm gonna hit it you know like this is my Monday I don't know what I was thinking. I accidentally <laughs> autopiloted into like, some idea of it being a productive yeah, Monday. Yeah, it's like stepping on the bottom step when it's not there. Yeah, it, or like picking up a gallon of milk that you thought was full, but it isn't. You just like whiz it up above your head suddenly. You know the problems. Like, there's yeah. nothing quite as joyful as that. And... uh yeah, anyways, we had a little bit of that kind of hiccup. I I basically got into, like, a, where I was, like, I am looking in the pantry of my heart for, like, a idea of how to cope with this. And it was weird because it was not actually the situation that bothered me. It was the rhythm of it was wrong. Oh, like, yeah. Like, all it was, nothing was really happening that should have given me a crisis, except for I think I came into it. After a solid week of trying to mop the kitchen and not getting the kitchen mopped, Mm -hmm. because what we were doing instead was messing the whole kitchen up, (laughs) 
cleaning the whole kitchen up part way, messing the whole <laughs> kitchen up again, cleaning it up part way. And I, even though I had gone so far as to get up on the counter and actually like dust the pennant light wow. shades and I was stuff. really devoted. No, I mean, I kept getting the kitchen 70% clean, but then it would be another meal. Okay. And we'd be back at it, yeah. putting noodles in the sink. So yeah. then I'd go back yeah. around to come. So I kept doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, so Monday, I think I was like, this is it. I'm going to mop. But instead of mopping, people kept walking through my dust pile that I was sweeping <laughs> and talking about our next meal that we were going to have. <laughs> I felt myself sort of looking around like, how am I going to get this done? This isn't working. Uh, Anyways, it was sort of the funny shock of it just being like, I kind of think it's interesting that, well, here's a weirdo metaphor. I was reading myself. I didn't bring a hair thing right now. Just hating it. Just needed to say that. (laughs) My hair is making me feel more quarantined than I am. (laughs) I have a look. Here's like a. Red baggy holder. I'll see if I can do something with that. Okay. Um, she's not even joking. She's actually taking a bread baggy <laughs> holder and trying to get her hair out of her face. It's come to that. <laughs> it's basically no bear. Bear hair with ties me. are essential. Bear with Why me on I a weird one? metaphor right now. But you've got nowhere stuff. else to go and nothing else to do. It's the only kind we have. So the right fact now. that I'm about to launch a strange long metaphor. Um. I was reading some article that was stupid in every way. Oh, good t- good use of time. <sighs> yeah, it was about um, like three uh, different species of pre-humans that they found all in the same cave. Some archaeological it mm, blew I everyone's minds. Yeah, watering hole over, blew the, over the everyone's minds because it was like these are three separate, completely separate proto-human races totally different humans and and they all were in the same cave which is showing an amazing diversity but anyhow so it was just this really silly maybe they were somebody else's proto-human collection (laughs) (laughs) it's real dark it was an early museum but anyway, I don't think they're taking into account what might anyway, have been happening. What what I was being stalled out with, um, well, aside from all the obvious things, <laughs> it turns out that that one of the skulls I'm in the position to that tell they you found, that bread bag ties are not helping. But I'm going to take a picture before it's we leave. It's not a twist tie. No, it's, it's a bread clip. It's a it's a plastic clip. Now. Now, now you're going into quarantine. selfies. She's she's selfieing no. this, guys. I promise I you, it? you're gonna see. No, let me do it. It looks really good, doesn't it? Okay. Ah, oh, you're gonna have to turn your head a bit different. Um. Wow. 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 I can't. <laughs> it's like I'm only getting the side view of the. Oh, you can't what? see it. You turned it. on my weird. Oh wow, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I just okay. Um, yeah, that's close. No, it's just a line. Look, just keep talking for the audience yeah, about no. the bad. Yeah, because about... Rachel's clearly invested in my story. Okay, I, oh, I hold just on. thought I would hold catch on. my bad hairdo. <laughs> Turn your head this way, and I'll do it. Just... And you can, you guys can see the Mormon church in the background. Yeah, we saw somebody dumped off their junk in the Mormon church's parking lot, which is okay. rude. It's good. Maybe we'll be arrested for. I feel like um, that captured it, don't you? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. okay. 
Back to my story. <laughs> Back to this proto-human-type museum. How is this going to tie in? Well, I'll tell you. With a bread tie. So, anyway, there were a number of breathtaking scientific leaps being made. One was, like, it turns out they have a fragment of a skull that they think is from a two- or three-year-old. And based on that, they're coming up with a totally new genus of whatever. Oh, Doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't matter. One of the ways in which they know that they were all there at the same time, in the same cave, which was so surprising, is because it was right at the moment that the Earth's magnetic fields flip-flopped and that was like did that happen like what and i bring this up at dinner and who was on hand to notice it well when it, did? it all fl apparently the magnetic fields switched now whether that's true or whether that's not true i am in no position to say but the scientific world seems to think it happened that at some point caused I don't think they got that far, but I'm not, they certainly didn't in this article, but I was just, I, I kind of stalled out there. To I was like, like so we had the magnetic field for going one way, and then they just stopped and switched places. Now, what I'm trying to bring the, the link here is I feel like I'm awaiting God it. did that oh, right. to everyone's schedule. We're all yes. going along and left, right, left, right, and then suddenly it's like, whoa. Never what? mind. Right, Never left, mind. right, left, no, right, I don't left. Feel, I don't feel like it's like... Everybody schedules. I don't schedules. feel like it switched from left, right, left, right to right, left, right, left. I feel like it was like bunny hop. Something. <laughs> <laughs> There's a completely different... I just mean the cadence changed. Yeah, and big it time. And it changed for like everybody. Like I don't... It's really interesting I don't to me know that if I have anywhere. international friends yeah. that are going through what we're going through. Mm -hmm. Like that, mm -hmm. and that, And it's very odd because... It's just, well, it's just sort of like everyone, guess what? We're going to do it different now. And I feel like it's a strange, the magnetic fields just flip-flopped on us and we're not really sure. Did like, I talk about the, I did, did I? We can't remember what we did last time. Did I talk about the Dust Bowl? Well, we talked about it, yeah. In the podcast, I don't though? Know. Well, I just wanted, to, I was thinking about this because, you know, the, like. I think we were on the phone. Yeah, I think so too. But I. I was just thinking about back in the, that that was an incredibly bizarre situation. And it was a situation where all these people moved into new land that had a lot of, like, grasses and stuff in it, right? And they thought, and I think it was, like, a wet, unusually wet couple of years so that it looked like it could be good land to farm. And so they plowed it all up, all the prairie grasses and stuff, just assuming they did not know at that time the importance of the prairie grasses and actually keeping the, that's mine, oh. and actually keeping the ground where it was. So they plowed it all up to plant stuff, and then there was no rain, and then it just was all this loose topsoil, and then there was wind. And so this is my point. If you could pardon people for thinking anything was very fixed in life, it would be the ground beneath you. <laughs> right. Right? Like if you thought this is so permanent, this is the right. permanent thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. this ground. But no, the wind came and it literally just took all of the topsoil away. 
yeah. like gonzo. And then one day, whatever that um, one big day was in the, or, oh, it's called something, you know, where it, where the one big windstorm that took so much. I feel like it said, the thing that I read said that it was 220,000 tons of topsoil wow. that blew, just blew away to other places. Down the whistling wind and, but then, is an expression for a reason, you know? Right, just, and in Grandpa's book, Grandpa's autobiography, mm-hmm. he, there's, he, you know, is the master of understatement, but he talks about this one day when, um, they were, it was like, it looked like a sunny day, but it was a storm cloud like we'd never seen on the horizon. Okay. And then he was like, it turned out it wasn't a storm, it was dust. And then oh, the next, yeah. the next line is, and that was the end of the farm. Like, destroyed their farm. Like, wow. that's, like, that was the end of that life for them was when, so right. God took all the dirt out of one place. Yep. And then put it in another place in a way that totally destroyed what was happening there. And the thing that I'm just trying, the reason I'm drawing, the reason I'm thinking about this is it's that idea that this illusion we have of some things being so fixed yeah, and that the well, dirt, everyone's Rachel, like, this isn't going anywhere. Rachel, it was right after our podcast last week that I dropped you off. Yes. And yeah. we, okay, you guys, everyone listen. Rachel's texting, so she no, doesn't No, I'm not need texting. I'm searching something. <laughs> so, I'm, it's to fill in with actual so legit details. I go to drop Rachel off back at her house, and we actually stopped and looked at what the birds were doing because there was really weird bird behaviors going on. They were like big. I think they were the turkey buzzards. The turkey vultures? But well, they might have been eagles. We, I, looked, I looked it up. And they I, were big. It's called a kettle. Yeah. And it, they don't usually, you don't see, I assume hawks are all over the U.S., but they, hawks. Because they don't come in flocks. Predatorial yeah. birds are usually the lone Solo. rangers. They yeah. like, they sit aloof yeah. on high things. Yeah. What were you pointing at? Looked like a hornet was going to come in your window. Mm. Anyway. Safety first. Yeah. Um, they, they don't go together. So this was, I looked it up. It's apparently called a kettle. They were, we believe they were turkey vultures. They yeah. were huge, enormous birds. Just floating. And they looked more graceful than a turkey vulture yeah, would have but looked, they were but they weren't circling. flapping their wings. They were just circling. like, And they were. And it, the kettle makes them look like they're stirring a big cauldron. They're yeah, just but like, there were oh, like three of them. And we sat there and looked at them. A was lot all, more than was, three of them. No, three different packs. Oh, I was like, Becca, there was many yeah, more no, than three. No, but it was like they were swirling around like you you assume there was a dead thing on the ground somewhere or something. But there were just, they were kind of all over the place. It was totally weird. I dropped Rachel off. I got home and we had an earthquake. Like, right then. It was, it was. Very weird. Really weird. My, it was my a earthquake, big earthquake yeah, for Idaho. My earthquake experience was super odd because. Is this yours? Which yeah, one? You just can't stop snitching and snatching <laughs> at my drink today. Well, that one's mine. A minute you ago. Yours there. <laughs> a minute ago, I took the one here and you said it was yours. I know, right. but then you put yours there. <laughs> it's very so, hard to keep track. Uh, so this is what, this is what's amazing to me. I was on the phone with mom telling her about the bizarre behavior of the of raptors. the birds, yeah. Because I've become a bird watcher, something I've yeah. been doing lately. Yeah. And I uh, was trying to figure out what the heck they were up to. So okay. I was trying to sort that out. I'm on the phone with mom, and I walked out. I made myself a cup of coffee. 
walked out into the living room and I sat down and set the coffee on the on the arm of the chair. But it's like yeah. a it's a heavier chair. Yeah. Know? And the chair was just shaking. <laughs> and I thought it was from me sitting in it and I was like looking around like this is so <laughs> odd. Like why is this chair suddenly and I was like, yeah. what does it have like one leg on the carpet? You know, like on the rug or what's yeah. going on? And I was like, no, it'd have to be two. And I stood up from the chair and sat down it again to see if it did it. And then it was still shaking. And then I looked at my <laughs> coffee and then Ma, I was on the phone with mom and I hear grandpa yell in the background, it's an earthquake. <laughs> and then I looked up and saw that our light fixture was swinging in the room. And I was like, yeah. wow. I know. Well, weird, I had weird. dropped you off. I went home and I immediately began putting my decals on my tiles again. So I was standing in my kitchen putting all these things on and I was on the phone too, but I can't remember who I was talking to. And all of a sudden I was like, hang on, what? All the kids started yelling. And I was like, yeah, why is the counter swaying? This is annoying. And then the, all my light fixtures just shaken away. So it was funny. very odd. Okay. So but I'm anyway. going gonna, gonna to tell you this because, uh, th- this is from a great sheet that is telling me it is the handy dust bowl facts. Oh, we're back to the dust bowl. I'm just saying the no, reason I brought up the earthquake. No, this is just important for you to... I'm Black just saying Sunday, that's what it was. That God has, I mean, the earth does not pose a challenge to God when he wants to shake us up. He can blow all the topsoil away. He can shake the ground beneath us. It is. Yeah, that's, and I think that that's the thing is that the only fixed thing is God. And we tend right. to think of the creation or right. our culture or, or our, our methodology as being our a fixed thing. Our weekly schedule. Okay, the Black Sunday storm was 200 miles across and 2,000 feet high with 65 miles an hour winds. Wow. Yes, and that then this is this is amazing. Uh, more than eight hundred and fifty million tons of topsoil Whoa. had blown off the southern plains in nineteen thirty-five. Nearly eight tons of dirt for every resident of the United States. Oh my goodness! In the Dust Bowl, farmers lost four hundred and eighty tons per acre. One hundred million acres might never be productive farmland again. Wow! So. There's a thing, there's a thing, and this was also, people all had to wear masks because of all the dirt in the air, mm-hmm. and it would only take one hour outside to totally blacken one of the masks that oh, you were wearing. Yeah. So I'm saying, I'm just saying, I, I just like the, um, you know, yeah. it's important to notice sometimes. Yeah. Is, well, is we're just, all being given a big up close chance to oh yeah, notice right now. I loved right what now. Ben Ben preached last Sunday, and I loved what he was talking about about when you go to the Word, you go to the Word. People tend to go to the Word to try to confirm their own feelings instead right. of for, to have it conform you to the Word. Right. And I noticed that somebody I I didn't I because the Bible reading challenge we're currently in Jeremiah. Yeah. Jeremiah is not stroking. Our our it's egos. It's not making us feel better. It's not making everyone no. think like, good thing I looked this up right now. It's <laughs> cheering me up. Instead, Pinterest it's, printables. For yeah, instead all. it's pretty. It's pretty heavy stuff yeah, in, in Jeremiah. And I saw somebody today posted in the group. Uh, I I just glanced at it and I was I was thinking about this, but how through all of the coronavirus things that she's prayed for 
relief and prayed for this and prayed for, and it was like, but the reading in Jeremiah is all of a sudden, it's like all of a sudden starting to pray about the wickedness of our land about like, and it, that is an interesting, that is a, that is neat because you think, oh, I need to go read the word to try to encourage myself. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to go flipping for some bright spot somewhere yeah. that will pick you up. Instead of thinking, you know what we should do while in a long time of quarantine is read the weeping prophet. Yeah. I liked how how old people called him Jeremy the prophet. Yeah. That old weeping Jeremy. The, um, uh, there was a really, well, it was a sort of on point. (laughs) Ben read to me. Somebody had posted this. It's like, here's a quote. I bet you'll not guess who said it. It was this long thing about God judging us and we need to repent and we need to turn to Jesus and he's just shut down all of our idols and blah, blah, blah. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> really? <laughs> you were correct and one, I would never have He's the that. one who came forth with that one. Like, everyone, I've noticed. I didn't know he was need, a Christian, well, did you? No. I didn't remember that he was even a thing. I but... didn't either. So there's that. <laughs> but it's like... You know, huh? he's speaking a word about we gotta, we gotta turn to Christ yeah. and repent of our huh? evil deeds. Yeah, well, I know. He knows. Somebody noticed. He knows. And it was him. He's on it. I've been, <laughs> I've been thinking about that. Um, oh, every time it comes up, wh- whose mother was it? Was it Spurgeon's mother who said we, that? Yeah, I think we've, we've revisited. We've done this, this before, and, and I think we came down on Spurgeon, and we were right. It was Spurgeon. Were we right? Because I think we attribute falsely to Spurgeon. We often probably do. Um, Mom will correct us because it was Mom last time who was like, "No, she said you were right, Becca. I remember that." And I think I was saying Spurgeon. Maybe you said Spurgeon, and she said you were right, Becca. It wasn't. Well, we're back to the same argument with no further. I think it was a famous evangelist of some kind. Sure, but it's the point is before he was saved, when he was living a rackety lifestyle. His mother, who was a believer, told him that, and it was influential in his conversion, that she wanted him to know that on the last day when God was sending him to hell, his mother would be there to say amen. (laughs) Yep. You can see how that would take the wind out of your sails. (laughs) But anyways, the reason I bring this up is that we need, Christians need that kind of courage now to to affirm God's intentions with our people and to act like, I just want to say to act as though this is not our doing, uh, as though we bear no relationship to a land that is so much bloodshed of the unborn, so much absolute evil and detestation. How many, how many of us are actually totally fine with like, just think about going to Ulta. It's like yeah. Vanity Fair when you're in there with all this nastiness. Like it all is. of the advertising, all of the... And it's like, oh, well, I'm just here for a moisturizer. Or I'm just here for whatever. And I'm not saying Christians aren't allowed to be in Ulta. My point is we don't act like it's as offensive as it is to God. Right. And so it's at the first sign of heaviness on our country... We're all like, give us relief, give us relief, not give us whatever it takes for us to turn to you. Right. And not like, 
not praising God for showing his strength and taking yeah. things away from us, but instead just worrying about our own comfort and our own I like how much safety. everyone does feel like we're in control. We are the master of our own oh. destinies. And then suddenly oh. a virus comes, you know, and then we're like, what? And this is know, impossible. Like, how is this? Like, we thought we were the king of the universe, and how is this virus happening? Well, that's... There's a billboard in our town for our hospital that just makes me cringe every time I see it. It's just evil. Which one? It's by the cross from Habitat for Humanity. That it's the hospital, and it has this lady. I feel like it maybe has an MRI machine, and the lady standing there. <laughs> somebody's shooting the hole on the MRI machine, and the doctor standing there. But it says really big, "We are the healers." Uh, and they put that up before this unhealable illness <laughs> came to us. And uh, but it it just is so arrogant, you know, to be like we are the ones who what heal. We yeah. are we are the ones who cast down, and we are the ones who raise up. <laughs> right. It's just right. anyways. We my, are the ones who touch the mountains and they smoke. Yeah, we are the ones who say <laughs> who say to this MRI machine. Run. I don't know. Well, the whole thing is just, the whole thing is just, we're so arrogant and it is so, so much in need of being humble. I think God is clearly highlighting right now that we are not, in fact, in the driver's seat the way we I've like never, to think. I've never worked so hard to try to get my hair out of my She's face She's using a life. straw? Is, is that a straw you've got going Becca. on? It's all I have. Right. Let me see. <laughs> We're going to have to get here. Open this up. No, it's it's going to be a new one. It's not done. I'm not done. It's just. Uh, I'm trying to break into her phone. You can. It's the same as your passcode. <laughs> <laughs> hold okay. on. Hold right, on. Right. I got it. I got it almost. You can't. Don't take the pictures yeah, I'm now. I'm taking them. I'm taking oh, them. Becca. I'm documenting. You need to get a picture of me with two whole pieces of trash in my, <laughs> in my hair. Here we go. go. Oh, oh no, go back, go back. Yeah, because now I can, I can hit both now. Oh, that was the one we were looking only for. Only the best. That was only the needed. best from the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's a new style. I, yeah, I think it's a got a certain something. Look. A certain panache. Yeah. Well, I feel better. So yeah. let's <laughs> let's not belittle. The one thing that got me out of this mess. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, well, anyways. Oh, man. So, anyways, all of this is all just right. to say that as Christians, the more we are reading the word, the more we recognize narratives like that. Instead of that kind of, like, greeting card Christianity, which only has one note Pleasant ever. things, yeah. Right? Only one yeah. thing ever. And yeah. And it's the kind of Christianity that would have God be the God of... You know, as dad would always say, you know, baskets full of kittens, but mm -hmm. not the God of dust storms that wipe out a nation. And, right. and that is just a thing that we have to realize that we worship well, a far more powerful God. One of the things in our worship, you know, every week, um, when before we confess our sins, dad would often always. pray for the nation. Pray for repentance, for a 
abortion and celebration of sodomy and just all of the high-handed wickedness that our mm -hmm. culture is doing. But then he always ends that sort of corporate prayer of repentance with the phrase, if we in the church regard iniquity in our own hearts or in our own midst, this prayer will be ineffectual because we can't pray that God would right. turn the nation to We can't be like, oh, abortion, repent. abortion, but we ourselves are going right. to watch the dirty shows right. when we can. And that know? is one of the things that right now I've seen a lot of Christians really posting things that show that they are wasting their time at home like watching things that really truly are an offense to God. And it's like how the on stuff, earth the stuff that ought to be going in my composting bin <laughs> for the worms instead, in, yeah. where the worm does not die. I've, Rachel, I've thought of that so many times. <laughs> Those positively worms. hellish back there mm -hmm. where the worm doesn't die and the fire, fire is does not. not. Yeah. But that is the thing is that like, what, how could, how could Christians pray that God would lift his hand against our nation while we are just sitting in our homes well, while we'd like to be fat and sassy on it yeah right yeah. like we we're like, like sitting in our homes actually enjoying and partaking okay. in the wickedness and i'll tell you some things where that i'm i don't even know why i'm going on this trail nonetheless here we go back when i was a child gay characters and shows and things was like just starting to be a thing that they yeah. were going to And do. it was always a little more understated. It was always understated. And then it started to get gradually more flamboyant where yep. is there any heroic girl in any show that does not have a best friend who's gay? Always the funny best gay man on the yeah, side. somewhere. I remember dad way back whenever explaining it to us that this is about moving the Overton window. You know, it's moving the thing... To, that outrages people, mm -hmm. like moving it mm -hmm. along slowly. Now, the reason I bring this up is that because that was a long, I mean, like that was a, I mean, I'm old now. So that was what, 20 years ago. Yeah. Now it's not at all uncommon. Like there are awful, awful debauch things that Christians dabble in all the time yeah. as though it is inescapably part of our lives now right. that you should get your makeup tips from men who are obviously in total defiance of who God made right. them that you should be. And okay, here's an example. This is me giving you really odd examples. Okay. I, there's a comedian who's like a trans it's a comedian of some kind who does videos. Oh, he did I know one the video, one. Gail, I think. Gail with a Y, because he's Gail. Okay. And, and, uh, is it him running around cleaning, cleaning up, up with yeah. a vacuum? Yeah. And, and there's there are, no denying that there are funny yeah. lines yeah. in it. There's right? some funny stuff. There are funny lines in it. But the entire thing is debauched and it is debauched because it is a man who's pretending to be a woman making fun of the failings of women. But I have seen that shared among Christian women over all and over, over the place and over. as though we can't wait to see a man in defiance of God making small petty jokes about, you know, like where, and, and not even like, I, I agree. I'm, what I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to say there's no humor in what he did. He no, was there were being some funny, funny lines. Yeah. but he was being funny from a state of tragedy. Yeah. And 
why? It's like, it's like being like, oh, you know, this guy's dying, but he's telling good jokes right now. You know, while he's, while he's sinking, like no thought to what, and all I'm trying to say is you have been affected by the culture. If you can watch that kind of thing and not. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to just say it. I'm glad you're going to say it. I'm going to say it. I know what you're going to say. I bet. Tiger King. You're going to pop off on the tiger. Here's the thing, you guys. How much I know about the Tiger King is zero. I, here's what I know about the Tiger King. (coughs) Nothing. I know all the memes and all the jokes and all the people. We know enough to tell you I know enough, but let me give you, here's another. Get your head out of the worm bin. I've got another (laughs) weird, bad metaphor. Okay, here we go. So the Tiger King, here's what I know. I know it's rated mature. I know that it's about a man married to two other men. And keeps tigers and is probably, flamboyant. And, it's probably enough and to it know. Looks, it looks atrocious and it looks like it's the kind of thing that would be real awe-inspiring in its holy cow. Look at how people live. Yeah. And that, that appears to be the attraction to it is like, who knew that people could get this out there? And so, <laughs> and everybody's stuck in quarantine, so they're all watching it. Now, here's the thing. Maybe I've said this on the podcast before, but it's been a while. Um, back, you know, Bedlam was the name mm-hmm. of the insane asylum um, in England. And it was where they would keep all the insane people locked up. And it was truly was horrifying, horrifying conditions. And you have all these people Also, you locked. know something, something that was horrible about it is anybody who was wealthy who no, had... No, that's what I'm saying. That's any, my whole point. No, no. I meant anyone who was wealthy who had mental problems would have been cared for privately somewhere sure. where if they recovered, they would just recover. Anyone who was poor who was having mental problems would spend the rest of their life in there. Like, in there was Bedlam. no yeah. medical care. There was no trying to help them. There was no... If you got sure. in, you were never getting out. They were just restrained and locked up. Yeah. And the thing is, is there was this pastime among some of the upper classes that they would go tour Bedlam in order to laugh at the people inside the cells. Yeah, and like to, and to so like that scare they could, themselves. Yeah, like, to, to be scared, but also to like go just take a tour and see the crazy that goes mm-hmm. on in there. And that was like this little amusing time. You don't and have to, to go me, to a bad part of town to All do you that have now. to do is dial up Tiger King on Netflix. And that is what apparently... Many Christians feel like they and ought to pass the time during quarantine doing. I always think of what Ben said about Breaking Bad because when Breaking Bad was the hot topic. So Ben, back when Breaking Bad was all the new hot topic, and Christians everywhere watching total filth and just stupid yuckaduckiness <laughs> all over the place. And the the one it used to be that people were always trotting out. It has death and resurrection themes. Yeah. Now they're always like. It helps to illustrate just the depravity of man and what right. sin does to us. Right. And Ben's comment was at the time he was doing that, you know, meal with Jesus, that like down and outers yep. Bible study. Yep. And he was like, if you're a Christian who is looking for like an insight <laughs> into what sin does with us, and especially because it was Breaking Bad, the effects of meth, meth and enemies in our time. He was like, why don't you come instead to a Bible study where you're actually trying to reach out to someone? If you're so hot to see the manifestations of sin in people's <laughs> lives, try sitting next to someone that you can like barely breathe because of how much he reeks of urine. To, yep. And because he has thrown his whole life away because of getting involved in drugs. And ask yourself, without the filters 
without the, the distance between you and that is that, you know, like, like, you're being entertained. You're not being taught. No. You're not fearing God in this. You're you're actually fascinatedly looking through the portal at something that you yeah. don't bear a responsibility Basically, for. You're eating the popcorn and you're being entertained by the misery of the brokenness of sin. Yes, and uh, and Dabney, I think, when he was writing about the French novels or something back in the day. <laughs> told everyone that it was bad for the human emotions to do this. And um, I think it's a really actually insightful point that he just was saying that God gave us emotions that we might act on them. And that you're, by sending your emotions on dry runs all the time, you're teaching yourself to not be shocked to not be sad, to not be like, and his point was you're supposed to feel pity for someone and act on that. You're supposed to show mercy, reach out, try to help things. But instead we're always, we experience the emotion and then that itself is the entertainment because there is no actual connection. Yeah. So if you went down Although we're your, not opposed to fiction and we're not opposed no, to any of those no, things. But, but in this case, I don't think you need fiction. And I, I like, but should you just be entertained by a display of sin? No, you should not, because unless you're actually doing something there, like you could just say you're watching porn to check on the depravity of man, right? Right. Well, it's like it's a different kind of thrill people are getting out of this, mm -hmm. but it is not any more appropriate. But it's totally unhealthy. And the thing is, is that, again, if we in the church regard iniquity in our own hearts or in our own lives... How yeah. can we ask God to relent? And you're probably not the gay exotic tiger keeper, but if you're entertained by that, that's its own genre of problem, right? And it's right. just it's just all of this is like guys, it's time to it's time to look at our own sins, acknowledging those as we try to um as we are pleading with God to call our nation to repentance, not right and our world it's the whole world that's under this one right yeah. now yeah it's totally true and then in the meantime rather than giving ourselves over to epic time wasting or or worse um during all this extra time i feel like this is a weird moment where we have extra time turn a profit on that you know like yeah and that does and require say, some creativity i want to say that I'm not totally opposed to the message that people have given, which is, which is like, simmer down a little bit. Don't stress yourself out right now. Yeah. Because I actually think that there's an art. There is an art to getting the most out of yourself and your children. And part of that involves chilling out a little bit sometimes. Totally. And like not being like, this is my big chance to do everything. But instead, as you know, me getting my kitchen mopped wasn't really my big chance for that it was like <laughs> yeah. I thought I would then I couldn't then it turned out and, no but I then I did in the end I thought I I thought I would we have a happy ending I had a meltdown I didn't actually have I that is I should use that in cautious you don't know me guys I didn't have I went outside on my smoking porch and wished I smoked for a minute <laughs> That's what I did. I wasn't yelling at people or anything. I was sort of just observing it as a yeah. shock of like, whoa. But this is another thing that's interesting. When I was pregnant with the twins, I had to sit down a lot. 
a lot more. Mm -hmm. And because I had to sit down a lot, I would sit down because I'd be having contractions. Yeah. I would sit down because at that time we thought I might have them early, but no, <laughs> my body, nobody needed to have worried about it. Nothing would have happened, but you don't know. Yeah. So I kept having to sit down and I remember it so clearly sitting on the couch, feeling like a huge buffalo or something, looking at all the things that I needed to do. And I would just mentally walk the route of like, I need to pick that up. I need to wipe the table off yeah. and I'll put that in the drawer. Yeah. Then I'll mm -hmm. unload the dishwasher. Then I'll yeah. sweep that. Then, yeah. okay, first I'm going to pick that up, and then I'll wipe the table <laughs> off. Then I'll, like, I'd go back over and over. And it was really not, an, that was not a joy. It was yeah. not a joy to sit there doing that. So I got far more into knitting at that time. Okay. And I started knitting, and I put it in a bowl, like a whatever a bin or something right beside the place where I typically sat down. Mm -hmm. So when I had to sit down, I would pick up something and just give it my attention and look at yeah. that. And, and it was a much more productive way to use my time because instead of just looking around being cheesed off at my right. housekeeping needs, I was doing something productive that actually distracted my right. mind. For me, it's been all this time has been all about trying to find a rhythm between the pushing hard and then the things that are like that. Like where you're like, let's push, 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 and then let's do something productive that is not as fascinated with the whole big picture. It's just right. Let's focus in, yep. simmer down. Yeah. Anyways, completely. This straw is working quite well. It is. Her hair is staying up, and, and, and it's yeah. kind of cute. No, yeah, I would, I would, you know, it's got a certain something. Yeah, guys, you know? little did you know that if you have a straw, you can get a weird ponytail you know, out of it. You know, this is going to turn out to be the big time that we have the expose that we're using a plastic straw. <laughs> Hashtag, use what you got and keep it out of the landfill. A paper, paper one wouldn't have worked. You know, I think that the Costco using those paper straws is like literally the last straw I ever want to use. <laughs> So I can't. I it can't. is so grotesque. I think that they are keeping us all out of the refills. The last you can't time, enjoy the, yeah, it. Yeah, the last time I used one of these paper straws, yeah, it's so it was nasty. gone through one of the, the like the little lid there. And as you work your way through the drink, it gets soggier and soggier until the lid pinches it tight shut in the middle and you can't get anything else out oh, of it. I just hate the sogginess. It's gross. There's a real reason we don't want that i mean it's like the worst part of a lollipop but yeah but wrapped around it's like <laughs> i just drink it without a like the a glass straw i would drink out of a glass straw yeah but the idea of porting a straw around in my purse is mm. not it's just not good no. anyways <laughs> These are hard times. I'm glad we've gotten into the real big issues Big, now. big and ones. little. Nothing is beyond us right now. So, so, oh wait, I think we're a little late to tell you all about this. But Easter is coming. I'll tell you some of the funny things that we're doing here. Because that was coming up on the sure. people asking. We are doing some kind of a swap of food. Yeah. Where we'll hand each other. Uh, maybe we'll throw it to each other yeah. to avoid contaminating yeah, we'll one another. send it by drone. Stuff that we usually would have for an Easter dinner. So there's that. Uh, we, the ladies fellowship in our church is doing some fun stuff. One of them is a Easter basket swap where uh -huh. um, people are, so you make 
make or buy or whatever things that you would put in another lady's Easter basket and write a note with each of them. It has to be a signed note so people know who it's from. And everyone drops off their contributions and we're going to swap them around. So however, it was like between five and 15 items, you drop them off. And however many things you drop off is how many things we'll put in your basket. And then the Ladies Fellowship is contributing some stuff to some things. Fill it out. Yeah. And then people can drive by. It's like a takeout. They'll drop it off by Thursday and then they'll drive by on Saturday. It's a by text deliver to your car with someone with gloves on probably to keep things safe. Yeah. Uh, your Easter basket with notes from different people, which should be, that should be fun. And then the other thing we're doing is a Easter bingo for the kids, which is a, we have a map drawn that's a loop out in the country, but it goes by a bunch of different people who are in the church's house. And so we made a little bingo board type thing that has, everyone's going to put silly stuff out, like a kite on your mailbox or a cowboy hat or there's a, you know, balloons and funny stuff. And then at the end of that, it's sort of like an Easter egg hunt from inside your car. Yeah, I love it. And then the last stop is we're filling a ton of clear cups, like coffee cups, with like a little bit of Easter grass and candy and treats and things and a He Is Risen sticker on the top. So the last thing Perfect. will be a self-serve, take yourself a cup for every child in the car. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Super festive. Uh, is very well, fun. it's festive in a really odd way. Now, how about we give an idea of something to cook in these times? Well, I always make sourdough croissants for Easter. You're just rubbing in the sourdough right now. Well, you won't take any of mine. So. No, I won't take any of yours. I will do it my own self. But I can't because it, the first one died and I haven't Not done gonna a new one. Let me encourage you to use this time as a double bounce <laughs> on the sourdough. <laughs> try might, a little harder, Beck. I might need a triple bounce. I'm going to try again. I am. It's. I keep writing it down every day on my, like, to-do list. It's like, oh, yeah, restart the sourdough. It'll just take you a hot second to start I it. know, but i got to get my emotions back in it again. I put cloth over mine. I did too. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This time I'm going to keep it away from any alcohol. You know, it was in yeah. that cupboard that had the whiskey bottle in it. So that might be. I don't really know that it could have done that to it, but whatever. I'm so, just saying, I'm going to have it in a new place okay, this time. Okay, yeah. And then, and then, anyways, I, make, I always make sourdough croissants. I always make jello cubes, mm -hmm. rainbow jello mm -hmm. cubes. Yeah. So there's yeah. that. And, yeah. 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 That's fun. Yeah. I, I can't say it's our most exciting year for Easter. No. Typically, there's, typically a... there's a lot more prep going. Because if you're going to mm -hmm. have a big feast mm -hmm. day for 50 people, it's right. a different operation than a, mm -hmm. a swap meat potluck in our own homes. But, yeah. 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 The neat thing about this is just like with Christmas, it's a really important holiday. And it actually really doesn't matter yeah. that it is coming to our lives such as they are right now. In fact, it's a really important, <laughs> yeah. it's an important moment to recognize how important Easter actually exactly. is. And that the fact that our celebrations are not what make the holiday. So right. Right. it's a good reminder. It's true. And I have a recommend. I have a hot tip. Oh, good. Rory's website. Oh, yeah, yeah. So good. So our nephew is a senior 
and he's one of the seniors who's having everything in the universe canceled. And he has a really funny uh, little website and video about mm -hmm. the class of 2020 that has now become it's, the class of COVID-19. I think his website to buy shirts it's is... It's called theclassofcovid19.com. Yes. And here's my, here's my point here. Everyone is graduating. High school students and college students next month. And buying a graduation gift is always real hard. Like, mm -hmm. that's a tough one. This is but your chance. This is a great, easy gift. It just says the class of COVID-19. And it, he has it in Latin, a uh, little Latin slogan, everything is canceled. Anyway, you should go check out his website either way. It'll give you a laugh. He's funny. He's, He's it's, funny. It's and it is an easy gift for any graduates. And thoughtful. Thoughtful. Because it's acknowledging their pain. Yeah. It's acknowledging yeah. that this is a this was a this real is, show stealer. Yeah. This one was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They are not having their time in the sun. No. Yeah. No. Anyways. That's what we've got for Until you today, you guys. Until next time, look busy and don't watch the Tiger King. And pass, uh, pack a, a hairband when you go places. Well, just or in case. Use a straw. Yep. Still going yep. strong. Yep. All right. Bye bye. Bye.